Folks, in our youth, when our careers were growing and expenses were high, we needed to get the most from our savings and the money we invested in the market. As we age, we need a safer strategy, one that can protect against market loss. We need to keep our hard-earned principles safe while allowing growth to provide us with reliable retirement income. Therefore, to learn about reliable retirement income, I highly recommend Arif Halaby's show, The Total Financial Hour, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour, featuring Arif Halaby, president of Total Financial Solutions, designing higher income strategies with a conservative approach. Protecting your principal and your earnings while getting you reasonable gains and reliable income, making you confident of your retirement income planning. Arif Halaby has your answer. Welcome to the show, the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby, your host, bringing you financial news. Yeah, doesn't it sound a little funny with today's talk about taxes? You know, I always find it fascinating when uh, you're listening to the pundits, you're listening to the folks on TV, and the same exact words that came out of John F. Kennedy, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, and you listen to them. And they come out of Donald Trump's and, and these anti-Trump, vehemently anti-anything he says. If he says it's a nice day out, no, it's not. If he says it's raining, no, no, it's just water coming from the sky. You, know, you take a look at these folks. Uh, look, unless you write the tax bill for you and your friends, and look, forget about your friends. You write it for you. You're not going to even like 100% of it. I'm asking some of my friends that are fighting this. I go, listen, I, I get it. You don't like certain parts of it. I don't like certain parts of it. But if I like 51% of it, then I think it's better than the way it is now, right? Uh, I mean, look, until a day comes when you become king for a day or queen for a day, you kind of have to say, do I like more things than I don't? And the reason I bring this up, folks, is because you've heard me talk before, and I know this is going to shock some of you. But when you've heard me talk before about taxes and some of the issues, um, listen, I I think you're going to have problems well into the next 10 years. I don't care what they do, who's in power. It doesn't matter. We've got issues that are much bigger than than what you see today. Give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. You want to talk about the tax bill? We're going to talk about long-term care insurance, a little bit about that. I'm going to give you some things here in just a second, Um, some conversations, words, sentences that if your financial guy or gal, professional, if they're using any of these four phrases, four words, I think you should run. I mean, uh, listen, you can be polite. Have a nice day. If you're from the South, you can do the bless your heart. Bless your heart. You, you can do those kinds of things. And then you just leave. You walk away. You turn left. Uh, you know, you know, give yourself a com- uh, wait, I think that's my, uh, I, I think my kidney hurts. I got to go to the doctor. You can do whatever you got to do, but walk from these people. So grab your notepad because I'm going to give you a few of these. I think it's kind of important because I find, I find that I'm hearing them more and more from other financial professionals. Listen, there are some great guys out there. There's some great ladies out there that do good work, but what I don't want you to do is follow people who say these four phrases or use these four types of words, and there's reasons for it. Because it's a lack of one confidence. And I'm okay if you're struggling. Listen, if you're not confident, I don't care what you do. Great. Work on that. Listen, God has provided all sorts of tools. The Bible is an amazing place to go. The Quran, if that's your thing, find it. Right? If you're Torah, got it. But if you're secular, you can find some amazing self-help books. You go out and you look. If you've got personal, uh, you know, confidence issues. But what I don't want you to do is be my brain surgeon. Eh, no thank you. If I'm going to have brain surgery, heart surgery, I want you to be pretty darn arrogant about what you do. I mean, confident. Uh, you, you, I want you to ride that line. I want you to know what you're doing. I want you to, to think you're, you're smarter than anybody else and be smarter than everybody else. And by the way, I don't want you to be my financial advisor. Because if you're my financial advisor and you think that you got a confidence issue, if you're not really sure, I don't mean, I don't mean you're, you're a human being, right? 
But if you are just like, I think kind of sort of maybe this will work. <laughs> and you're like, listen, ma'am, uh, sir, I, I think there's a problem here. I want my financial professional to understand, to know, to deal with the parts in which they're an expert. Here's the thing. Listen, I'm not going to be an expert in, in gold. That's not my thing. Trading gold, do I own some? Yeah, I own, I own some gold, yeah. Do, uh, Bitcoin and what are those? Uh, cryptocurrencies. Wonderful. You find an expert. You, you follow that person. Make sure you double, triple check. That's great if that's your thing. That's not my level of expertise. I am an expert, not past, not a guy who's practicing, not somebody for the last 21 years who's thinking about it. But we are an expert in safer money choices. The total financial hour is about safer options. If any financial guy or gal are going to tell you this, we are going to make you rich. You invest with us and in five years you can you know, tell your boss goodbye. Well, that's great. That, that, but no, thank you. No, that, that's, that's a level of, of risk and confidence that I don't think any financial professional can give you. Because you got to count on what, what this clown in North Korea is going to do. You got to figure out if the Democrats are going to be as obstructionist as they are, or if they're going to get their fanny handed to them in the next election. I hope they do. I hope at the next midterm, the Democrat values of these elite on the left are consistently defeated. If that happens, I think it will shut down this anti-Trump stuff, and it'll get back to this normal discussion on politics instead of this personal attack him. He just doesn't... Listen, by the way, he doesn't really care. I don't know if you figured that part out. He doesn't need your money, Wall Street. He doesn't need your money, big business. Jeffrey Imelt from from, uh, GE, he doesn't care about you. Right? President Obama was the most large corporation pushback, taking money big business in the back pocket, insurance company funding, big insurance companies. And by the way, insurance companies can take your money in all sorts of ways these days. That was all on the Democrat side, guys. Maybe 10 years ago you thought it was something different, but today. So you have to watch your financial professionals. Make sure they know what they're doing and make sure they're experts. If anybody tells you, I don't care who they are, you pick any two-name company out there. Right? For, you, ever, you ever ask yourself, these guys have two names. I wonder why. Any two-name company, <clears throat> and you tell me that that two-name company is going to be an expert in stocks, bonds, mutual funds, REITs, variable annuities, fixed annuities, your life insurance, options. Really? Short-term bonds, long-term bonds, bond trading, leveraging, commodities, Pork bellies, orange juice, you're buying everything. Buddy, it sounds like a breakfast. You can't tell me that, that any financial professional is an expert at everything. Uh, listen, recently I met with a, a client. We're talking to his financial guy on the phone. And he said things like, listen, hey, uh, you know, I can do all of those things, so don't leave me, Mr. Client. He says, I'm going to leave 400000 with you. I'm putting 750000 with Arif. He said, well, you know, what, what is Arif going to do? He said, well, he's going to do safer money options. He's going to protect our principal. We're, gonna, we're expecting to grow anywhere between 0 and 10 or 0 and 12% a year, something like that. We're not going to get great rates of return, but, but Mr. Financial Guy, we're not going to lose. And we don't pay a fee. The trade-off, I can take out 10% a year. That's 70000 He says, I only need twenty five or 30000 to live on. So he has a pension and Social Security. So the access to this without a fee, is 70000 And here's where the financial guy shot himself on the foot. He said, well, you know, very important. Your money will be tied up. I said, no, it's not. It's the same as every other. Well, didn't, doesn't he have a 10-year annuity? Yeah, that's just the time frame to, to not pay a fee. You guys pay a fee with one second. Yours is a forever surrender charge because yours is always paying a fee. For us, you only pay a fee if you pull out more than the free withdrawal every year, which is 10% in most cases after the first year. So why is that important to understand? It's because just like a CD, tied up, the bank has my money, I can never get it. Well, yeah, you can. You just pay what? A fee. Simple enough, right? You pay a surrender charge. 
with some of these other companies, you'll pay it every single year. Did you need the money? No. Pay a fee. Do you want some money? Yes. Pay a fee. Are you thinking about taking out money? Pay a fee. Did you dream about buying something? Pay a fee. You understand? They pay a fee whether you're walking, talking, sleeping, eating breakfast. That is your account that you have now. With us, pull out more than 10%, you pay a fee. So once we said that, I think the client really understood that for safer money expertise, that's what we're all about at Total Financial Solutions. You have a question about that or a few other things we're going to talk about. 888-99-RETIRE, the Total Financial Hour. Remember, I'm Arif Halaby. The man, the myth, the legend, nah, just Arif Halaby. All right, here you go. You ready for this? Here are some things I want you to watch out for. If your financial professional starts a conversation or in any place puts in this word, well, well, Joe, honestly, honestly, I go, whoa, 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 back up. Mrs. Financial Lady, you mean you weren't honest before? Now, I understand these are habits, but they're subconscious things. Or here's another one. Well, you know, to tell you the truth, to tell you the truth, I think this account can really do really well, but to tell you the truth, we don't have, well, back up. So, so were you lying to me yesterday or what is it that I have to worry about if, if you're to tell me the truth? All right, here's another one. This is one of my favorites. Listen, there are no guarantees in life and your financial re- uh, retirement accounts, there, there aren't any different. There's no guarantees. With us, we have guarantees because we work in contracts. As close to as guarantee, I guess if if we uh, lose the United States and the dollars become irrelevant, then learn Chinese quickly, because that's your next. That's the next big thing. Here's my favorite. Don't worry, trust me. You know, we had a, a new client this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you her story here in a little bit. A new client this week, and she came in and said, "Eric, you know." Uh, the, the thing that caused me to start thinking differently was when my financial uh, advisor that I've had for like 15 years, in the last six months or so, as the market's going up, which is a great thing, we want the market to go up, in the last six months, start saying things like, well, you know, uh, look, don't worry, trust me. Because she's getting a little nervous. She said, listen, the market's going up. I've made a lot of interest. Shouldn't I take some of the, the winnings, if you will? Shouldn't I take some of it off the table? Well, he says, don't worry, trust me. And she said, "Uh uh-oh, because the moment that happened, the moment she had to turn around and say something like, well, you know what? I think it's probably time to make a change. So that's what she did. She took her account. She still has other monies in the market. She took the money she could not afford to lose. We removed it from the market and we put it in a safe place. Now, by doing that, by looking at this, we, we picked the company that worked best for her. She picked it up. This is why it matters. Because once we did an analysis and we had to do a little paperwork on it, we right, we make a phone call, and that's really important. When you come in, we make a phone call to the companies. We have offices in Glendale and Simi Valley and Santa Clarita, all the way out to the Antelope Valley, Palmdale. When you come in and we fill out a form, we'll call the company directly. Here's what we get back. We actually get back the details, the, the, the fees, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that in most cases, at least every time or so that we've gone through this, the client says, you know, the broker's never really told me about that. Or I don't remember hearing about that. Okay, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's in the mix of everything. However, it can and does make a different decision outcome, right? 888-997-3847. That's our number. If you want to give us a call, 888-997-3847. That's 99-RETIRE. And that works even when we're off the air. It'll come to our office. All right, here we go. I'm going to touch on something here that I think is going to shock you. This new tax bill, everybody's running more tax breaks for the middle class. No, no, no. I'm going to give them more. No, no, no. I'm going to give them more. Now, I think we should give companies. I don't want to give companies. I want to give individuals. Folks, do you want to fix our system? I'm going to tell you how to do it. Okay, listen, if you don't like it, my name is Barack Lurie. I'm just kidding. If you do like it, it's Air Valley. I think you need to tax everybody. I think you need to go down to the lowest middle class guy or gal, and you got to say, if you make under 40000 a year, you have to give us 5%. Period. Done. If you make more than that, it's 10 All the way across the board. 
You make more than twenty-five or 250000 maybe it's uh, 15 or 20%. But every single person has to pay taxes. Here's why. In the state of California, there's what, 33 million people? 33 million. It's a lot of people. Those are the ones that, that count, not the ones that live under bridges and uh, that, don't, that don't put up their hand and, and we don't count them, right? I don't mean they don't count as people, but we don't get to count them. Or illegal people that come in and they say, I'm not here. And they close their eyes. Like, have you ever been a kid in the closet? You close your eyes when your mom opens the door. And you say, I'm not really here. Because if I can't see you, you can't see me. No, no, no. We have to count those people. So it's probably more than 33 million. 5,700 people pay 20% of the income taxes in the state of California. There's 33 million. 5,700 pay 20% of the taxes. So when you have been conditioned time and time again, rich people bad, poor people good, rich people bad, poor people good, companies bad, unions good. When you've been conditioned into that little box, do you understand that they are not paying the income taxes? Now, I said this to a far left, far left doctor. Makes pretty good money, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand a year plus, right? And he's sitting there and he says, well, Eric, that's so misleading because those people make so much more money. You got to count all the other taxes, the payroll tax, the sales tax, the property tax. Poor people pay more of their income in that than they pay in income tax. That's right. That's right. But do you want to fix the problem? Yes. See, you think it's about just finding more ways to take more money from the rich. My concern is the reason you have to tax everybody, middle class should not get a tax break under my plan. Now, in a perfect world, it would, but here's why. Because you don't care. The reason middle class people keep voting in these clowns in the state of California is not because they think it's a good idea to tax themselves. It's because everybody thinks they're pointing. It's like we're taxing them. Who we get it? Let's go get them. Let's go get those rich people. And everybody thinks everybody else is rich. Did you know that? And everybody thinks us. Ask anybody. I don't care your income. 20000 a year, 250000 a year, 500000 a year, middle income. What are you? Middle class. Maybe upper middle class. Maybe lower middle class. Everybody thinks they're middle class. Unless you're you know, a billionaire or, or worth hundreds of millions or whatever the Mark Cubans and Donald Trumps of the world. Fine. But everybody thinks they're middle class. That's why everybody wants a middle-class tax cut. The only way to do it is to penalize and punish every single person who is going to get money because then you will care. Then you will stop voting in these clowns in Sacramento. They are chasing away businesses. They are chasing away good jobs. You cannot retire in the state of California almost anymore, period. You just can't afford it. You might have a Prop 13 mortgage. Okay, good, you win. You might have one of those government pensions, his and hers. Great. Take it. Right? Just like just like umbrellas. His and hers is my little protection. Unless the rain comes in sideways and you say, well, what do you mean? It's called inflation because your government pension is not going to keep up with inflation. It can't. It won't. Social Security doesn't. It can't. It won't. The only way to protect your retirement income is to get these folks in, in Washington, D.C. and Sacramento to stop spending money. We have such redundant services in the National Education Association, this clown organization that Barack Obama started, uh, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. People that, ha- that hasn't been around but for just a few years. And it's the most deep, corrupt, expensive organization that gets into the lives, you think that this tax cut is for corporations. Guys, it is not. Most businesses in America are onesies, twosies. They're small business owners like me and you. I want a tax break. Why? What do you think I do with it? I'm going to go buy 10 cars and, and drive them around. And, or do you think I might give a pay raise to my employees? Or maybe, maybe, just maybe, we can afford to get better health insurance now that this clown has been happening. Or just maybe we can get new desks or new computers, right? Oh, wait, the guy at the computer store, he wants this tax break all day long because now he gets a job. 
the lady who makes the desks at the at the manufacturing center or that works at the port and brings them in from China or Indonesia or wherever they come from, the lady that drives the truck that brings it to the store, that I, she's happy. So don't be so short-sighted. You've got to look at this as these are tax cuts, unless you think some Ebenezer Scrooge rich guy is sitting in the corner with piles of money in his back office or back room, and he's just counting them. And he's, <laughs> another dollar bill, another dollar bill. Really? That's disrespectful, man. Let's think about this. You want to be successful? In my opinion, it's going to take 10 years plus before the system collapses. I think it has to collapse in one form or fashion or another. Just nobody wants to fix it. Nobody wants to fix Social Security. Don't take my Medicare. Don't take my Social Security. Okay, fine. Uh, We won't take anything. And it collapses. And then when it collapses, you lose your options. You lose your choices. So I think it's going to take 10 or 12 years, maybe 15. Meanwhile, I think you have to protect some of your money. You're going to have to take care of yourself. The state of California, 5,700 people pay 20% of the income tax. Do you understand how much of a problem that is? Because they can afford to move. You can't. Not until you retire because you got a job here. But rich people can move. So guess what else they do? They have a house. Henderson, Nevada. Dallas, Texas. Houston. Lake Tahoe. Miami. Wyoming. I don't know. Washington. And their house, that's their residence, is where they pay tax. Oh, wait. Those states have zero income tax. So you can visit California, your vacation home in Bel Air. You can go visit Palo Alto and see how your business is doing. But when you funnel that business money into your uh, out-of-state corporation and then that corporation pays you, do you understand they pay zero California income tax? I can promise you, if California continues down the road it's going, that 5,700 number will decrease because they will leave. Poor people can't afford to leave. Rich people do. Uh, look, you can like them or hate them or call them names or draw funny pictures you know, on your peachy folder. I get it. You can be upset. But you have to realize, rich people have always made the rules. They made the rules when Cleopatra was in charge of the Nile. She made them to benefit her friends and family. That's what it was. Fidel Castro, he made the rules to benefit his friends and family. Pol Pot, if you're from uh, you know, the Asia world, Mao Zedong, all right? I, I don't know. Rich people have always made the rules. British Empire. Oh, oh, wait. The United States of America. But you see the difference Why my dad gave up almost everything to come to the United States? Why did he do that? For a chance. Because financially speaking, if you don't think that the United States is an opportunity, not a guarantee, don't confuse the words, people, an opportunity to succeed. And as an opportunity, as a chance, you just say, get out of my way, make it it less difficult, right? You don't have to make it difficult. I don't want to pay a new military junta every other week it comes in. I don't want to have to bribe or blackmail the permit guy or the, the lady that comes by to check on my business and give me a, a certification, right? That's, that's for the rest of the world. The United States is pretty clean about that stuff. And when you get a chance to walk in and you say, I just want a chance to succeed, that's the United States, guys. It's not in most other parts of the world. So the United States says, hey, listen, rich people still make the rules, but the rules apply to everyone. It says that right there. I'm paraphrasing. The rules apply to everyone. When it says the rules apply to everyone, this is what's very important. They don't have to tell you. Surprise! They don't have to tell you the rules. Figure it out, you win. Don't figure it out, you lose. Some of you have even heard me say this. Look, we're the only place in the world where people come to this country, they sleep in the back of liquor stores or mechanic shops or nail salons. They, they work 20 hours a day. They, there's no such thing as weekends and eight-hour shifts and Martin Luther King and, and Memorial Day and President's Day off. That's a bunch of baloney. They go, I don't understand this. Uh, does that feed my family? No, I've got to work. Two jobs, three jobs. And they build this financial life. And at the end of the conversation, they sit there and they say, At least they got a chance. Three years later, they're the manager. Five years later, they own the place. Ten years later, they're millionaires. Twenty years later, they retire. Twenty years from sleeping, you know these people. They're friends, family. They might even be you. They come to this country with very little, and then they win. 
Now, I share that with you for a couple of reasons, because there are some of you that are four, five, six, seven generations, and you can't get out of your own way. And you see other people come to this country and in a very short period of time. That means there's still hope, right? That means there's still a chance. 5,700 people in California are paying for the way for, for the rest of them? Really? Do you understand that's not going to last forever? Final statistics before we take a break on New Jersey. 100, 100 people in the state of New Jersey pay 40% of the state income tax. 100 people. When one guy moved down to Florida, it was a hedge fund guy, billionaire, made lots of money. He moved down to the state of Florida. It threw the entire state budget. They had to reorganize. They had to call emergency meetings. They had to come together. Why is that okay? Why is that okay? Why are the rest of the people not paying their fair share? Well, if it's struggling and their children and they have, and they have four jobs and they sleep in there, I get it. Then you know what you have to do? It's not a revenue problem then. It's a spending problem. You get to Sacramento. The only way you're going to care is when you're not out there taxing somebody else. I've got some stories for you when we come back. I'm going to tell you a couple that we have coming up. The Total Financial Hour, very exciting. Long-term care policies. When we come back, Total Financial Solutions. I'm Eric Hallaby. Welcome back to the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby. Thanks for staying with us. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847. That's how you get a hold of us right here on the show and even after the show. Uh, we love talking to you, and some of you even send us emails, so appreciate that. I uh, want to get into, uh, finish up a couple of things with the, the, the tax world and I think some of the concerns that we have. Let's look at some of the, the latest information we have, which is 2015. The top 1% of filers pay 39% of the federal income tax. <laughs> Top 1%. Go get those one percenters. They pay four out of every $10. The top 50%, so half of them, pay 97%. Half pay basically nearly all. Now, this is important because you've got to understand that about 40%, four out of 10 Americans, pay nothing, zero, in federal income tax. Now, listen, I'm not saying no tax. I'm saying federal income tax. So before you get excited and you say, yeah, but Eric, they have payroll tax. And payroll tax is supposed to go pay for your disability. It's supposed to pay for your state disability, federal disability. It's supposed to go to your social security. So I get it. You want a lower payroll tax, then you tell people you can't retire until 70 years old instead of 62 or 65 or 66. I'm okay with that. If that's what citizens want, it's not what I would vote for, but I'm not, listen, it's not a kingdom. It's not Arif land. Because Arif land, we'd have a lot more fun. We'd have waterfalls and rainbows. I'd find a unicorn or two. We'd get them. But because it's not Arif land, it's called the United States of America, you get to vote. And when you vote, you've got to realize one thing that's kind of important. If it doesn't affect you, then you're not really going to care. Good example, Santa Monica guys, rent control, and it's all over LA and other parts, right? So you know it. In that world of rent control, you have a few people voting that live there, right? They, they live in Santa Monica, and they vote for these things. We need, we need to help the homeless. We need to feed them more. Uh, we, need to, we need to improve the parks. Wonderful. You let them do that. And then they raise property taxes. But do you realize the owner has to pay the property taxes and she may not even live in the city. She doesn't even get to vote on raising her own taxes. And the tenant who lives there for 17 years or 39 years, who's paying $750 a month, three blocks from the beach, never has to pay anything more. I mean, what, 3% a year, whatever the cost of living. It's irrelevant. Irrelevant. But now the owner has a bigger burden on themselves and has to come up with more money for the tax. Listen, if that's what you guys decide is called normal, then just understand something. You will always live in a house that's kind of not always there. You go, what do you mean? And the paint, uh, the parking lot, uh, the plumbing, 
the owner can't afford to fix anything because they can only charge you eight fifty. Next year it's going to be uh, nine oh one. The next year it's going to be nine forty three. And you've been raising their taxes on the amount of the value of the property, which is huge. Well, you can't kick people out of the house. Listen, if you can't afford to, I can't afford to live, you know, in Malibu. So what, is that not fair? Why don't you go move? Well, those people have to move. It's their whole life. Tough luck. It's called life, man. People had to leave uh, the Rust Belt when there weren't jobs. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, lack compassion here, but just understand if the owner has to pay more to the government for these programs that the tenants are voting on, well, then you better tax the tenants. It's a small example, but I want it to get home to you. When you have people in the United States say, I think we should vote for more Democrats, uh, or in the state of California, I think we should vote and give it, it's for the, it's for the children. It's for, the ch- it's for old people, the children, um, teachers, firemen, um, do- uh, policemen. I-, I think we should raise taxes because it's for them. Now, if that's really the case then you pay for it. I'm okay with that. You want to give teachers who work eight, eight and a half months out of the year, you want to give them more money? I think you should. They're honest, hardworking, decent human beings. But then you have to pay for it. You don't get to take it from some... I think we should take Joe's money and give it to older people because veterans, I think we should give it to them. What? What? When did that become okay? All right. Hope I made that, made that home for you. Here's what's kind of important. You have a couple of other places in Southern California that's looking at rent control because of the skyrocketing uh, gentrification and all of this uh, <laughs> racial appropriation and gentrification. See, they make up these words so you have to go to college or be on the far left in order to understand them. Rent control is being proposed in Glendale and Pasadena and some other places. That's just some stuff that we have for you. Look, in New Jersey, there's 8.5 million people, 8.5 million, and 100 of them are paying four out of every $10 in taxes. Don't ever give those people the power. Do you understand that? Why do you think they buy the politicians? You get mad at the left hand. Oh, I don't think we you know, rich people, finance control, political finance, too much money. And then on the other hand, you're like, but I think we should tax them more. Listen, if they're buying something, they get it, right? If you go to the store and you pay for something, what do you want? The thing you bought. If you're having 5,700 people pay 40% of the taxes, of course, of course. And some of you are like, oh, well, I think we should tax them more. Fine. Then you understand you're just a bystander. Don't be surprised if the rules are going to continue to hurt you. Until you pay for something called your taxes, you're not going to be somebody who's valuable to the left. You're just going to be a pawn. All right. You heard me talk about this before when, it, when we talk about uh, utilizing long-term care insurance. Now, look, I think there's some great parts to long-term care insurance. I like them. There's a couple. It's almost always the case that you're going to have to pay for it for 15, 20, or 25 years. Because usually to be healthy enough to qualify, you're going to be in your 50s or 60s. Usually by the time you activate it, unless you're a Christopher Reeve scenario where you, where you break your neck or something in your 40s or 50s, usually you're going to be 75, 80, 85 years old before you turn on your long-term care policy, meaning you have to pay for it during that period of time. That's an expensive way to go. It can happen. If you have enough money to do it, I think it's not a bad idea. It preserves your assets. Uh, there's some great uh, programs there where you can you know grow up every single year. I don't want to get into too many of the weeds, but... It's not a, bad, not a bad idea. But for a lot of people, you got to choose. I'm going to choose long-term care insurance or I'm going to choose life insurance. And there are hybrid policies out there or life insurance policies that give you both. Now, it's not the best of all worlds, but it's good enough maybe. Remember, I don't know who said it best, but perfection is the enemy of success. I think maybe Dennis Prager said that. Perfection is the enemy of good. You want to try to be perfect, you're never going to have a good result. You're never going to be perfect, but you want a shot at something, you do your best. You don't try. Everybody tries. I want you to do your best. That's a different standard, folks. 
And if you're going to do your best to provide for your family, you're going to do your best to preserve your assets, a long-term care life insurance hybrid might be right for you. Let's think about this. Long-term care policies themselves, especially in the, in the 1990s and, and 2000s, we started offering it to clients in the mid-90s. Let me tell you, it was so inexpensive, it wasn't even funny. I didn't understand it, right? I'm a guy in my, my late 20s, so I didn't completely get it. I didn't have it. My grandparents weren't in uh, nursing homes. I, my parents certainly weren't. I didn't understand it as much. But I can tell you this. It was so inexpensive, I can tell you the numbers. It was about $2,000 per person for husband and wife for a pretty good policy, so about 4000 a year. If somebody could afford 6000 a year, my gosh, we got them the Cadillac plan. One of the best. And by doing that, you thought, well, at least they're 57 years old. This is a great plan. Eventually, they'll use it in a very short period of time. Well, not only are people living longer, they're living healthier, but here's the challenge. Within all of that, the companies raise their rates. Travelers was one of them. Genworth was another. Raised it every single year. Now, sometimes nothing for a while. Then they would raise it for a couple of times in a row. And some of you that could afford four or $5,000 a year said, hey, you know what? I can't afford this anymore. I'm going to back off. So you've been paying for a program for a period of time, but without any benefit. That's a problem. Right? You're saying you just cancel. You realize most life insurance, the reason it works is because most people don't die in the period of time that they have their policy. That's why life insurance works. Why does accidental death work? Accidental death insurance. I think it's JC Penney's one of the one of the biggest brokers of accidental life insurance, accidental death life insurance. Uh, if not the biggest, they're, they're certainly in the top. I think they make more money be worth it for me to check. I think they make more money selling accidental death than they do on the profits of their goods. Crazy, huh? Why? Because most people don't die in an accident. You have these policies, you pay 47 cents per thousand or something, $7 a month for $2 million in coverage. Why do you think they can afford to do that? Because you got them? Oh, I snuck them. I got them. Or because they did the math. They did the math. They figured, eh, you're probably not going to die in an accident. So how do we cover all of those things? Yeah, long-term care. Yeah, some people do die in an accident. Listen, not it's tragic when it happens, and, I, and it breaks my heart. Some people do. But most people that have these policies don't. So what do I recommend? I recommend that you consider something called a regular life insurance policy or a hybrid life insurance policy that has on the backside of it long-term care or critical care, critical illness riders. Now, what does that mean? A rider means standby because most of the time you pay money, right? Think of it like this. You drive a taxi, you get a rider, the rider's paying. Rider's paying. So if you have a rider on your policy, your insurance policy, homeowners, your car insurance, or your life insurance, usually you pay money for it. Same thing with an annuity. Usually you pay money. I am not a fan of the annuities that have riders that you have to pay for. I, I can't tell you if I had a whiteboard and, and a 30-minute, I can tell you how much income riders hurt you, both in the variable annuity world and in the indexed or fixed world. They are not in your best interest, 99 times out of 100, whatever the number is. Okay, So be very careful. I don't think they're, they're in your best interest. But On the life insurance side, if you're going to be paying for something anyway, does it make sense for you to get in and say, how do I add a long-term care rider to it? So here's how that works. Think of it like this. Because you're going to have about 20 years or so of paying in before you ever need the benefit under the normal world, what if you pass away during that time, accident or otherwise? The life insurance policy pays out. Just 200,000, 2 million, whatever the number is, it pays out. Now think of it like this. There are some people that have two policies. One that's a pure life insurance, term insurance. You die, they pay. Get as much as you can, 20-year, 30-year term. You pass away during that period of time, your family is paid for. And then they have another policy off to the side that, that is a smaller amount, a face amount, but it has the rider attached to it. So this way you're not paying for it on the larger policy, you're only paying for it on the smaller one. 
Now, mind you, that as a, as a financial professional, as a life insurance guy, that's how we get paid. The higher the, the premium, the more we get paid, not the death benefit. You might pay $30 a month for a million dollars in coverage. I don't care. We only get paid on the $30 a month. So make sure that the life insurance guy, uh, professional that's working with you, has your best interest at heart. All the companies pay us about the same. So it doesn't matter if it, necessarily if it's company X or Y. You want somebody that's a broker, meaning they have multiple companies. I don't like it if they work for one company. Here's the reason. Because it might be right for you, but it might not be. And if it is right for you, what are the other benefits? Right? If it's just a one-size-fits-all, no thank you. If there's one company over here that might have a better option and a better price and everything is better, I want them to be able to offer that to you. Because not every company wants to insure every single person. So what does it look like? Simple enough, guys. Here we go. Long-term care policies will give you money, pay out, and I want you to look at this. Here's the pros. You are in a position to where you are paying, I don't know, maybe people as old as 80 can buy these. Right? We're seeing this where folks said, oh, I plan on being dead by 68 and I'm 81, still alive. <laughs> I didn't think. Or Warren Buffett, right? The whole story with Warren Buffett, he planned on outliving his wife because that's the normal thing. And if you will, is women outlive men. He built his entire financial plan around taking care of his wife. Everything. And then she passed before him. So Warren Buffett had to get in and change his entire financial story. Pretty smart guy, except he guessed wrong there, didn't he? Here's another thing. When you're going to see that it's, sometimes you can get in with a single lump sum, meaning for some of these hybrid policies, you can put in $40,000, $50,000, flat number, be done, done, never have to pay another premium out of your pocket, and you've leveraged it. So in other words, it's $50,000 out of your pocket, but you might have a hundred or 200000 in long-term care benefit. So you see what you did, but if you pass away early, your family gets more than the 50000 So in other words, you're going to put in a lump sum instead of having that into some sort of investment that might make you interest that is taxable. You have a position where you put in a lump sum. When you're ready to retire, those dollars come out. You can spend them. If you go into a, a nursing facility or you need some assistance long-term, those dollars can come out. If you pass away, those dollars come out. In all three of those scenarios, it's either tax-free or tax-favored or completely tax-free. Now, that means that your family can have a much greater leverage. The same $50,000 that goes in is leveraged to buy 200000 for example, worth of life insurance. So that's one of the pros. What are some of the cons? I'm not a fan of them for these reasons. If they don't fit you, right, one of them is better. You got to ask yourself, do I have $50,000 laying around? For a lot of people, it's an easy, easy conversation for sure. For some, maybe not. So here's another option. It's a con uh, in the sense that you got to have a lump sum, but here's a way around it. And the way around it is this. You are actually allowed to make payments. So start out with a lower number, $5,000, for example. And now you're adding $200 a month, $200 a month, $200. So you can do that where you may not have big chunks of money or you might have them assigned to other parts of your financial life. Because remember, money has a purpose. And the last thing I want is a retirement income strategy for you to be done, buckled in, beautiful with a bit row and a ribbon on it, a bow and a ribbon on it. Everything's nice. And then somebody gets sick. And now you have to spend your, accelerate spending your retirement income for your spouse or for yourself. And you start thinking, well, this is just a temporary thing. I broke my hip. I'll be out of the nursing facility in six weeks, but, but it's going to cost me $70,000. So how do I fix that? So there's a way for you to have a backup plan, and that's what this does. So look at a long-term care. If you want us to help you with it, it'd be my privilege and our honor. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-997-3847, 888-997-3847. Nine nine seven three eight four seven. Okay, this is important if you're looking at adjusting or modifying income for later in life. Here's the challenge that I find. The 
<clears throat> lady we had this week come in. Uh, she had $74,000 in her retirement account, 74000 She had other accounts. This was a you know, medium-sized account, not a problem. Of her $74,000, she said, you know, Arif, I kind of forgot about this account. I left my job five years ago. I rolled it over with my, my sister's uh, financial guy, and I just kind of forgot about it. I have my other monies. I have my rental properties. This is just the thing. So I said, okay, well, let's take a look. And she heard us talk. In fact, she heard us right here on AM870. So I said, okay, come on in. We took a look at it. By looking at the 75000 I said, okay, we did this five years ago. How much did you open the account with? And she said, you know, I, I don't even really remember. So we call up the company. Right? You heard me say that a hundred times. That's what we do. We fill out our little sheet. I said, how much did she open it with? And she opened it with about $60,000. It's 59 and change. So she's made $15,000, right? 60000 to seventy-five. She's put 15000 in her pocket. And then by looking at it, we said, all right, during that same five-year period of time, what were the fees? So we get that from the company. And we take a look, and the fees were just about $2,000 per year. Times five years. Five times two is 10. You got it? $10,000 in fees to earn 15000 Now, if you said, Arif, I paid 10000 in fees and I made sixty or seventy or 100000 I go, that's a pretty good deal. I, I think that's a good deal. Tell your financial advisor, great, good job. But that's not what happens. Even at the height of this market, people come in and say, Arif, I've made great interest. Great, let's go back to the beginning of your account from then till now. How much did you earn and how much in fees did you pay? And if you like the number, good for you. If you don't like the number, hmm, maybe you should make a change. Because you understand that these things don't end up just happening on their own. So I want you to be very careful. $15,000 for her, 10000 for the broker. So I said, well, at least the broker you know, meets with you a couple times a year and reviews your account and looks at, she goes, I haven't spoken to this guy ever. I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, I met with him the first time. Then I did the rest of it by mail. And now he just sends me emails. I said, what? She said, yeah, I needed to change beneficiaries recently. <laughs> Here, this will rub you. This rubbed me the wrong way. Maybe it won't matter to you as much. I needed to change beneficiaries. And he said, it's better that you go to the website because it's the same thing I'm going to do anyway. So just fill out the form. You send it in. Just do what, whatever the directions of the website say. I'm like, are you kidding me? Total Financial Solutions has a staff waiting to serve you. We answer the phone in one and a half rings, I think is our, our average. If it goes past two rings, people drop whatever they're doing to get to that phone. Our job is service from 8 a.m. until sometimes 7 p.m., but usually 6 p.m. There's somebody there. We're answering the phone. We're making sure this, the paperwork, everything that we have to do, we do it. And we do it for a, pup, a, a couple of reasons. We do it because this is important. Because you cannot go back and earn this money again. Whenever this financial guys or gals are going to say, oh, but I can get you 15% interest, 27%. That's wonderful. That's the upside. I like that. But what happens if the next day it goes down? Can you lose my money? Yes, but you know, it comes right back. Really, tell the people... In 2000, where they didn't make their money back for seven years. Seven years. Now, they paid fees all during that seven years, but they never made their money back. Sometimes it was eight and ten years. That means Wall Street kept making money. The broker kept making money. Everybody else is winning. You worked for this money 15, 20, 30 years ago. Why is it okay for them to get paid on money when they were in elementary school or junior high when you were earning this money? I mean, ask yourself, right? There's something that just doesn't, you may not be, you know, super financially strong. I get it. But you can't let these people use big words and fancy suits and fancy offices to try to trick you into thinking that somehow your, your gut instinct is wrong, which is 
why is it okay for them to charge you a fee when they were in junior high school? They didn't even know you. You were working your fanny off. You were missing birthday parties, coming late to your mom's uh, birthday party, showing up late for Christmas, working Thanksgiving, so that you could save money, build for your family. This broker financial guy or gal was partying in college or doing whatever they were doing, and it, and they are entitled to nearly as much money as you have? You earn money, they earn money, one for you, two for me, two for me, one for you? You wouldn't do that in any other place. So don't feel intimidated. We keep it simple and easy to understand. That's what Total Financial Solutions is all about. We'd love to help you if we can. Our number is 888-99-RETIRE. It's 888-997-3847. 888-99-RETIRE. It takes us 15 minutes. There's no cost, usually less than that. No fee. If I can help you, great. You can make a decision. No pressure. Our goal is to make a difference in your financial life. Thanks for joining me on Total Financial Solutions Safer Money Hour. I'm Arif Hallaby. Every week at this time, you can also go to tfswealth.com. TFS stands for Total Financial Solutions Wealth.com. Thanks for joining us on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour, featuring Arif Halaby, president of Total Financial Solutions, designing higher income strategies with a conservative approach. Protecting your principal and your earnings while getting you reasonable gains and reliable income, making you confident of your retirement income planning. Arif Halaby has your answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.